Christ. Amen. Amen. So we are happy to see our precious brother Eric here with the one for the baby dedication. Amen. Uh, things have got to be done scripturally. Hallelujah. Brother Brown says that there is a Bible question. There must be a Bible. Not a theological answer, a Bible answer. Are we together? As we turn to the book of St. Mark, the chapter will be chapter 10, the verse will be verse 13, 1, 3. Amen. If you find it, you can say amen. It reads in this manner, and they brought young children to him that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them, because they lacked the understanding. Amen. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. Amen. Amen. And that's exactly what we are going to do, not baptize them, but bless them, because that is the scriptural requirements. Amen. You can see that common sense is not a common sense today. People take babies and they baptize them, which is unscriptural. But we thank God for Malachi 4, because there's been a restoration. Amen. What is the name of the child? Nehemiah. Oh, okay. God bless you, recently. You are looking good. Last time you were not feeling well. And the believers got together and prayed for her, and she is much, much better. You can see. Let's pray with this young boy. Gracious Heavenly Father, life comes from you. No man, even the devil, cannot give life. And as a result, these parents know the source of life. That is why they have come into the house of the Lord and said they want to thank you for this bundle of joy. This young man has been named Nehemiah. I'm just laying my hands upon him. May he grow up to be the kind of man that will fear the Lord. And if needs be, be the kind of man that will preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we realize in the end time, there's a lot that is going wrong. The atmosphere is polluted by demons. But uh, there is a prayer this morning that has been said over the life of this child. And I say, David, you have no right to interrupt the life of this child in any way. And Lord, I don't know what the journey of life holds, but whatever challenges that may lie ahead, the devil must remember and his agents that there was a minister of the gospel that laid the hands upon this boy. And may the pillar of fire protect him, may it lead him, may you give the family a sense of discernment and wisdom 
on how to raise this child. We want to commit this child to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly. Amen. He is a peaceful young boy. Amen. All right. The, you know, Brother Branham says we, we are not just the hearers of the word, but we are as well the doers of the word. Amen. So, Brother Lucky, uh, I think he, he picked up during when we were preaching on marriage and divorce, and then he said, hey, Mfundis, it looks like although we were married, my wife and I, but the marriage has never been brought to the altar. Because Brother Branham says the marriage belongs to the altar. How many agree with that? Amen. Not to the magistrate, but to the altar. Amen. Um, so he came and said, I would want just to come and do my vows, and then as well as uh, exchange rings with my dear wife, and then we want to do that this morning. Amen. So we, we really thank God when the word uh, bears fruits. Amen. So as they come to the form. this family to church and they came a couple of uh, weeks and after that the sister was uh, pregnant and then later when she was meant to go for delivery there were complications around the pregnancy and the sister went into a coma the baby was born as well, went into ICU. So both the mother and the baby went into ICU. So the brother gave me a call and said, uh, Pastor, can I meet you at church? And then we met here. He said, I made a commitment to God that if this message is the truth, my wife and my baby will come out of the hospital. And if it can happen, I will, I will revoke any belief that I have around my traditional beliefs. And I will follow this message wholeheartedly. And the time that the sister had been in that coma, it was abnormal. The doctor, doctors actually at some point in time thought there is no way because you can only be in a coma after delivery for a certain period of time but I think it went beyond, so they were hopeless. 
But uh, we, we don't need to manufacture anything before you. They are standing here as the evidence that this message has the power. And the brother kept his part of the contract. And this is the part of him keeping part of his contract. And I know God will never let down this family. Amen. Now, in the book of in the book of Matthew 19 verse 3 the Bible says then the Pharisees came unto him tempting him saying unto him is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause and he answered and said unto them have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female so there is an original pattern to a marriage, and the designer is God himself. And he said, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and the twain shall be one flesh. Amen. A man has got to leave the father and the mother, and cleave unto his wife. Amen. And I don't believe that... He, the, the parents of the men must control the wife through the men. It's diabolical. It's diabolical, folks. Amen. The woman is only under one headship of her husband, not the headship of the father-in-law or the mother-in-law. Are we together? Amen. And then he says, Wherefore they are no more twain, but one flesh, what therefore God hath joined together, let not men put asunder. And this morning we say, what God is bring, uh, joining together, let no man uh, put asunder. Amen. As we just come down there for the vows. Amen. A round of applause for them. All right. Is there a roving microphone that we can make use of? I can stand there and serve them. Amen. Oh, you are a newly wed as well. Amen. Now, dearly beloved, we have gathered here in the face of this company and in the presence of God to join together in this together in holy matrimony, this man and this woman, which is honorable, as declared by St. Paul, among all men. It is therefore not by any to be entered into inadvisably or lightly, but it must be reverently, disgratefully, advisably, soberly, and in the fear of God. These two uh, present come now to be joined. If there is anyone here that can show a just cause, why they should not be lawfully joined together in this holy matrimony, let them now speak or forever hold their peace. Amen. Normally we as pastors, we pause when it comes here, so that if you know anything, you can advance to the four. Amen. And to the two, 
I will require and will charge you both as you will surely answer at the day of judgment when the secrets of all hearts shall be disclosed that if either of you know of any impediment why you should not be lawfully joined together in this holy matrimony do you now confess it for be it assured unto you that any other persons that are joined otherwise than God's word does allow their marriage is not lawful but believing that you have duly considered this solemn obligation that you are about to assume and that you have prepared to enter upon the same reverently, discreetly, wisely, and in the fear of God. And I shall propose to you the marriage covenant as you will declare the same as you hold your right hands together. Your right hands together. Amen. Uh, to Brother Lucky. Hallelujah. It's my notepad here. Let's find a little piece of paper there. It's very small. Amen. So, Brother Lucky Ntemu, will you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife to live together in this holy state of matrimony? Do you promise to love, honor, and cherish in sickness and health riches or poverty, and will forsake all others and leave thee only unto her as long as you both live. And if you agree, you can say, I will. I will. <laughs> to Sister Buenisua, will you take this man to be your lawful wedded husband to live together in this holy matrimony do you promise to love, honor, cherish in sickness and health, riches or poverty, and will forsake all others and leave thee only unto him as long as you both live? If you agree, you can say, I will. I will. Uh, amen. <laughs> now, I will just require a token that this covenant shall be kept. Where are the rings? All right. Amen. Put them here. All right. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, here are the token of the vows that they've just exchanged now out of respect for the ministry. And Lord, I know if one does these things out of respect for you, you as well do things out of respect for their commitment. I'm just praying for these tokens. Let them serve as a remembrance of this day when they brought their marriage before the altar. We know they have been as men and women before, but God, they so fit that as it is prescribed by the prophet in the end time, they should bring the marriage before the altar. And the pastor should be able to stand here as a witness and the church of the living God. So we commit these rings to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, all right, you can take hers and put it on her, and then while talking, amen. Uh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Ignore other people. Boniswa, Shabamu. I put this ring in your finger as a promise that I will love you today and forever. 
All right. All right, Sister Bonisa, yours. You as well can talk. Um, let's stay by side. There's a photographer. I take you like him Tembi to my husband, Zoktan, the woman, Nasa woman, and You can just put your right hands upon my Bible as we bow our heads. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful. We live during tough times where the devil has gone on a rampage, attacking family life. But we, have, we are not like the people that are like orphans. We have the comforter. I want to commit this couple to you, dear God. I want to commit this marriage covenant to you. And I say, David, as you go on a rampage in the end time, this family must be an exception. As the church of the living God and I as a pastor, and as witnesses, we just want to apply a token upon this family. They are committed to this message. That is why they have taken the step that they have taken. And I'm laying my hands upon them. Give our brother the wisdom on how to lead his wife with love. May you give the wife the spirit of submission unto her own husband. But let this family be run and led by the word of God. Not by men's ideas, not by theology, not by traditions, but by the pure message of the hour. And we commit this marriage under the anointing of the hour and under the revealed word of the hour as we commit them to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, with the powers vested in me, I declare you husband and wife under the banner of Malachi 4. Alright. And as they say, you may kiss the bride. wonderful that when people receive the weight, they become responsive to the weight. That's what we need, folks. It's, we are not just supposed to be the hearers, but we must take what we hear and apply in our lives. Are we together? So God bless you, Brother Laiki and Sister Boniswa and the Wisdom Temple family. God bless you richly. Amen. Now, Without waste of time, uh, we have a, our precious brother here. He, he heard about us and gave me a call and said, Pastor, we would want to come over, my wife and I, to visit and extend a hand of fellowship. And then they managed to come through. Hallelujah. And then we really, really thank God that they came through. So it's Brother Patrick. Hallelujah. Mushi, 
Mushiba. Mushibe. Yeah, I mean, so we're debating that uh, this Mushibe sounds pale. He says, no, that's Zulu. And then I said, okay, fine, you win. Amen. So he's here together with his wife. I'm just going to give him a time to come and greet the church. But before he comes and to formally introduce his better half and the children, we've got Brother Lawrence Teko in the building. If he may stand to his feet. All right. Brother Lawrence has decided and has been coming here listening to the weight. He's a colleague to Brother Chetty, and he said, now it's about time. I want to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Amen. So it's not an easy decision, but it's a great decision. As we made the same decision many years ago, and we have never regretted even one day because this message is precious. Uh, you will see it will preserve you on every level of your life. And then it's a, I want to encourage you that you have done the right decision. And if there is anyone in the building that would want to follow suit, well, the door of the ark, Brother Brennan says, in every age, there is an ark. And the ark is the message of your hour. Hallelujah. And while the door is still open, make sure that you enter. Because if he closes the door, no one can open it. While it is still open, no one can close it. So if I were you and I'm not baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins, I will definitely consider and say, after the service, I want to be baptized. Amen. God bless you richly. A round of applause for Brother Lawrence. As Brother Patrick just comes to the fall. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Yes, you can use this one. Begani Bega Begani Ezu Luini Begani Bega Begani Ezu Luini Begani Begani Yesu Luini La Pogu Ko Kona Gukona Sindi Siwetu Wetu Sifela La Pogu Ko Kona umsi nisi wetu wetu wasi pega pega ni pega pega ni Yesu. Oh, God. 
and uh, he's a man of God that loves the word. And uh, being an African brother, I believe that he's a man of God. Because you find that uh, I have associated with a lot of pastors and a lot of brothers, but uh, there seems to be a problem with the African brothers. There seems to be not a, a breakthrough from the cultural side. And you find that people cannot see God and cannot have a breakthrough in life because the first husband is not dead. So you find that uh, in the time that you are living in, uh, I've always looked up to men of God that are standing with the word in terms of advice, in terms of leadership, and that is why I'm here. Uh, I've heard about Brother Madiba, you know, him being associating with Pastor Chitinde. And uh, back there in Free States, I'm, I'm also uh, working with other men of God, Pastor Hannes van Veek, men of God that are still standing with the word. Amen? But sometimes you have to be led by God. So I've had it in my heart to miss Pastor Madiba, that uh, as a man of God, we can share something together. And we can stand in this age, not compromising on the word of God. And that we can help one another and take each other by the hand towards our final eternal destination. So I'm here just to see my brother and just to appreciate him. And very soon I know that uh, God has a purpose. And my desire is to work with him. Uh, my desire is to be not a, a big person. But I want to be humble. Uh, there's a group that we have there, but I'm not ready to be a pastor. And uh, I'm still looking for guidance from other men of God. So, and Pastor Madiba, from my heart, is one of them. So that is why I'm here. So please pray for us. And wherever you can help us, time is finished. You know, Brother Brandon, one time, he made a statement to the church. He told the church that, uh, Church of God, you're a sweet little group. And, but remember one thing, the devil... He will not let you to be like this. Uh, even mentioned that he can even let someone come in the door and come and just spoil each and every one of you with some kind of poison. But he says when that happens, you might just stay closely together. And that is what I'm telling the church this morning. That the devil is not going to let you to be like this. The way you'll sing, the way you'll love one another, the way you'll support the pastor, it should continue. But always remember that the devil will not let you to be like that. But when things happen, there's nothing as great as love. You know, when Billy Paul was asked the question that uh, what was the greatest thing that you ever saw in Brother Branham? You know, people, they're waiting for big things from Brother Paul. But there's one thing that he said which shocked a lot of people. He said, Brother Branham, I never knew who his enemy was. Meaning that he loved everyone the same. So that is what we need, Church of God. Love is the most powerful thing that we need in the church. If a sister goes wrong, if a brother goes wrong, love the person and pray for the person. Don't gossip about one another. Stay with your pastor. Love your pastor. Support him. And very soon, the Lord shall come back. And we shall open our eyes on the other, on the other land. May God richly bless you. Pray for us. And we love you so much. God bless you. God bless you, Brother Patrick. Amen. Just a round of applause for Brother Patrick. Amen. So there's uh, quite a lot that God is doing down in Free State among the group that he has just mentioned. 
stabilizing in the weight and we thank God for the likes of Brother Hannes that went down there and that have been helping our together. So we really appreciate what God is doing and then we will surely remember you in our prayers and as discussed, uh, I, shall, I shall be coming down there. Amen. So God bless you richly and then we appreciate you and appreciate your wife for making the effort to come this side. Do you love them? Amen. Amen. So God bless you richly. So we spend time in fellowship. I can say he's a stable, sober young man. Amen. So we need just to rally around such with advices and with prayers, and then God shall undertake for us. Amen. Do you see that uh, when, 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 you, when the deception comes, there are people that will take sides with Jesus? Amen. Amen. Not with Pastor Mario, but with Jesus. Amen. Amen. So deception, deception is not a bad thing. It just comes to expose the DNA of the people. Amen. Had the rapture taken place 10 years ago, we would not know things that we know today. Are we together? The reason they were delayed on their way to promised land is because certain individuals and certain isms had to be exposed, but the genuine seed reached the promised land because they were focused on Moses and Moses' message. Even when God took him, uh, but they carried on with the message of Moses. Are we together? Yes, when Brother Brenham is taken, what do we do? We carry on with the message of Brother Brenham. Amen. amen. We sing a song in this church. Let the church say amen. You can't rearrange it. You can't change it. Just believe it as it is. So that we've got no intention to change the message. May God richly bless you, my brother, as we stand to our feet. Just say, be still and know that I'm God. I'll go to the reading of the way. I promise you I'm not going to keep you for long. Amen. And then, but if God decides you to keep you for long, he will give you the energy level to sustain you. But if it is me, then I will be in trouble with you. Amen. Be still and
few musicians. Let's uh, just call up Second Corinthians. The chapter will be chapter four, verse eighteen. Second uh, Corinthians. Amen. Second uh, Corinthians. I think it's fine now. Second Corinthians four, verse eighteen. Shall we read it together there on the screens? Amen. You want me to make a countdown? Three, two, one, zero. Okay. Let's start. Let's go for it. While. How many agree with that statement? How many this morning can say, Brother Majiba, I do not look not at the things which are seen, but I'm looking at the things which are not seen. For I've realized that the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Are we together? You are looking at my body, my body is temporal. But there is another body that you cannot see is eternal. You're looking at the world that is uh, visible and temporal. But there is a world that is not visible, but yet it is eternal. Are we together? I think let's just go to uh, First Colossians. Chapter is 11, the verse is 1. Now, to the last phrase there so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear are we together do you allow me that if we were to rephrase that we will say things which are seen are made of things that are not seen do you get that one hallelujah that tells you that there was the invisible before there was the visible are we together and if you were part of the invisible, you will not be affected by the visible. And if you were not part of the invisible, 
you will be affected by the visible. Hallelujah. How many people in the building can say, there was a time where I was not part of the visible, but I was part of the invisible. Hallelujah. And that means if that is the case, then we can say, you are a candidate of the unseen world. And this morning I want to speak about the two worlds colliding. Amen. Amen. The collusion of two worlds. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this morning. You made it possible for us to come to the house of the Lord. If we've got nothing to praise you for, we just want to praise you that we are alive and well. And Lord, we realize that a lot of people would desire to swap positions with us. And later, a lot of times, you take care of us. And sometimes you even prevent some of the attacks that are invisible to our naked eye. And that is why, for all the visible protection and the invisible protection, we just want to say, we thank you, Father. And in this building, there are people that are here that have got various names. Some are sick and afflicted, but they've come to the right place because the Holy Ghost can move from seat to seat and recharge every believer and heal every believer and energize every believer because we believe that there is another world that is invisible that is here. And we are the people that are affected by that world. We want to thank you for that and we will commit every man and woman to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly as you take your seat. Amen. Now, I said I want to speak on two, two wells colliding or the collusion of two wells. Amen. If you are a student of uh, Malachi 4 and his books, you would know that there is a difference between the earth and the world. Are we together? Uh, this earth that we are on now belongs to us. Hallelujah. How many believe that? The earth belongs to us but the world does not belong to us. Amen. Are we together? Yes, because what is going to happen is that the physical structure will remain, but the world, which is the cosmos, the system, will be done away, annihilated, and there is another world that will come and take over Amen. right where we are. But that world is not coming. That world is already here. Are we together? And that is why there is a, a constant collusion between these two worlds. The one, the what you see with your naked eye, the, the atmosphere thereof is dominated by all kinds of demons. Amen. And there is another one that is dominated by angels. Are we together? So this morning, if I, as I'm speaking right now, there are things that are happening in the invisible world that you cannot see with your naked eye. Are we together? Amen. 
Are you with me this morning? Yes. Brother Branham says in this message, the Revelation uh, book of sales, he says angelic beings associated together. Hallelujah. Angelic beings associated together. He says, I hope you get that. That just dropped right down free. Look, if you've got the Holy Spirit in you, then you are a candidate for association with the unseen world and the supernatural. Did you hear that? So that means if you've got the Holy Ghost in you this morning, there is an unseen world, the supernatural world, that is around you and you are able by faith to tap into that supernatural channel. Are we together? There are angels in the building. There are angels in the building. I want you to believe that. There are angels this morning in attendance in the building as we speak right now. Are we together? And there are bodies other than the bodies that I'm looking at. And I'll get to some way I show you. Brother Brenham says, your spiritual body this morning is sitting next to you. To recharge your terrestrial body. Hallelujah. He says, it goes further to say, to heal your body. So uh, that means uh, uh, you may have thought that you have come alone, but you have not come alone. You have been coming, you are coming here accompanied by the supernatural host this morning. Uh, Do you imagine if you, wherever you go, the supernatural world follows you, the demons will run away when they see you because they will realize more are with you than the the one that are with them. Are we together? Do you believe that, folks, this morning? Am I speaking to the candidates who associate with the unseen world? Don't be afraid of the unseen world, folks. Amen. No wonder people can't believe those things. They've never come in contact. Amen. If you have never come in contact with the supernatural, you will better to, to believe what we are talking about. Amen. And, and the supernatural world influences the believers in this physical realm. Are we together? From time to time, when God permits, He permits the supernatural world to drop down in the physical realm to minister to the needs of His children. Hallelujah. The world that I'm speaking about that is supernatural, uh, even in that world, there are food in that world. There are food in that world. And from time to time, that world can drop into the physical realm and you get fed, but not, but not by something that is manufactured by the physical world, but something that is influenced by the supernatural world. Maybe somebody doesn't understand what I mean. My question to you, the ravens that fed Elijah, which kitchen did they come from? Which chef prescribed that Elijah has got to eat what he ate that was brought by the ravens. There was no human being somewhere, and God can do the paradox. And I'm looking there, the Bible says, then the ravens brought a flesh unto Elijah. And when I went to check, I've never seen a raven that can be very honest with meat. Hallelujah. But these ravens, because they were coming from another world, 
Hallelujah. And they were commissioned from another world. They had to carry the flesh. And it was just cooked in the right way that Elijah loved. And I want to believe that whatever spice that Elijah preferred, it was upon that meat. But I'm saying, who was the chef that prepared that meal on that day? There is a a natural chef that feeds you, but there is a supernatural chef, which is the almighty God. Where where did the manna come from, folks? Who baked the manna? It just rained out of the invisible into the visible, and God's children were fed. You will understand where I'm going with these things. Brother Brown says in the message, God's provided way of healing, paragraph 29. He says, now when you receive the inspiration, and if you are sick this morning, you would want to give me your undivided attention. Now when you receive the inspiration that Jesus Christ died for your sickness, is that very hour that your healing has come. Are we together? When you receive the inspiration that Jesus Christ died for your sickness, is that very hour that your healing has come. That's right. When you receive from heaven that Jesus died for your sins and you have accepted it and you don't need any prayer for you then, you have already accepted it, it's settled. Now, we can preach the weight, explain the weight, but you have to receive the weight. That's what sets it on fire, brother. Yeah. When you receive it, the revelation, something slips out of the unseen world yonder, comes down, rolling down through a mystical channel somewhere into your soul that says, now I see it. And it says, your eyes begin to brighten up. Your leaves that hang down, straighten up and smile. Every muscle in your body seems to rejoice. Something is going to happen. You don't need to be in a prayer line right there. You've got it already. Hallelujah. My greatest desire this morning is that God may help us that the, the supernatural channel from the supernatural world, that mystical channel, let it open. And if somebody is sick, let the healing drop right from there and drop right into your soul. And by revelation and inspiration, you realize that something is taking place. Brother Bram says right there, when you have a long face, all of a sudden, there is brightness that comes onto your face. And nobody knows what is happening. It's the unseen world that is approaching you and is beginning to recharge you. And that power from the unseen world, no demon can stand in the presence of that power. Do we agree this morning? There is a power this morning that demons, once it can be unleashed in the church, not even a single demon can stand in that presence. They've got to give way, folks. If there is a cancer, it has to give way. If there is a diabetes, it has to give way. Brother Bramson, your healing has already happened. But we can preach the way and explain the way. But you have to receive it. And receiving the way, it's a deliberate act. And and it's not just a deliberate act, it's a battle. Because while you are sitting right there, there is a flood of doubt that the devil would want to bring you away. There is a lot of distractions that the devil would want to bring you away. So that you lose the focus. 
and your faith gets affected. But if you remain focused with the right mental attitude, it is able to unclog the supernatural channel and something can drop from yonder right into your soul. And people may not understand, you may be sitting in your chair and begin to rejoice. Hallelujah. Do you believe that there is a world that is willing to minister to our needs? Do you believe that there is a world that is willing to protect us? Are you still with me? But Brother Brennan says, now if everybody, if everybody in this building at this time would get in that kind of an attitude, every person would be perfectly healed. Did you get that one? If all of us, from me, right, starting with me as I'm preaching, if we can get into that attitude in this building at this point in time, every person would be perfectly healed. A lot of times, God doesn't do much because the believers are not in unity. And when I'm saying in unity, it's not when we become buddy-buddy. Is when we become sensitive to the supernatural world. And when you become sensitive, we were just sharing with a sister that mentioned, that once you, once you become sensitive to the supernatural realm, you know that when your brother gets into trouble, even without a phone call from them, something will move upon your heart and say, Brother Madiba, at this point in time, needs a prayer wherever he is and you don't know what is happening and you excuse yourself from your workstation and you go and kneel down and later you find out that at that hour, Brother Mariwa was under such a tremendous pressure but what made you to be connected to him is because there is a world that has got a supernatural network and believers when they are connected to them, we are sensitive to one another's needs. Do you hear me, folks? And that is why this army, we don't need the people that can slumber. We need the people that can be vigilant and be diligent in their call. Because you may be called upon to rescue a certain individual. And if you are not tuned to that supernatural channel, your negligence can make somebody to go and be, be in a serious trouble. When was the last time in the building where you felt the urge to pray for somebody? I'm asking a question. It's a difficult question. When was the last time you had the restlessness in your heart and if somebody dominated your thoughts and you did not know what was happening? Once you are a believer, you get into those realms. You must now begin to know you are a candidate for the unseen world. And I believe that if the church can be full of such folks, that church will be in so much power. Hallelujah. The danger part today, there is spiritual laziness. People love sleep. Hallelujah. Yes, people love sleeping. Even when the Holy Ghost nudges you in the middle of the night, you are too lazy to wake up and walk out of your bed and find a closet and say, I don't know why I'm awake. But there must be a reason why I'm away. And at that point in time, you begin to pray for individuals. And later, such people, they've got a sweetness around them. When you pray for people, you attract people. How many know what I'm talking about? 
How many of you have you ever spoken to a person and when we walked away, you had a burden, but as soon as you walked away, it was gone? What happened? That person is sensitive to the operation of the Holy Spirit. Brother Bram says, some can receive it. Some cannot receive it. But those who can receive it, they look at it and accept it and believe it. As I move with my message, you will understand why it is critical that you as an individual, you must be permanently linked to that supernatural world. I will show you that this world that you are looking with your naked eye is beginning to fail and it's crumbling. Brother Brennan preached the message, the world is falling apart. And when this world falls apart, you need another world. When this body falls apart, you need another body. Are we together? Amen. Now, Brother Brenham says in the message question and answers, he says, as I said in the beginning, what you are somewhere else is what you reflect here. What you are somewhere else is reflected right here. What does it mean? It would mean if, for example, if Brother Lawrence, if he says, I want to be baptized, it's not just the decision that he makes based on the physical realm. It's because in the spirit realm, he is something else. And all along, he had been, he had been, there had been a disconnect between what he really he is in the spirit world and what he is in the physical realm. And whenever you are not what you are in the spirit realm and you don't reflect what you are in the spirit realm, it causes you to lose peace. If you are a believer in the spirit world, but in the physical realm you are an unbeliever, you are not going to have peace. What brings peace is when there is an alignment between what you are in the invisible realm and what you are or what you profess to be in the physical realm. Are we together? And if you are an unbeliever in the physical, in the spirit realm, but here you profess Christianity, that's what we call a hypocrite. And you know what is happening? I'm simply saying, for you to be a Christian, the first and the fundamental thing that must happen, the supernatural realm must open. And there must be a revelation of who you are in that realm. Because from that time, you are no longer being controlled by what you see. You are now being controlled by what, what you cannot see. Are we together? As I'm speaking right now, I'm looking at your body, but if you are a genuine believer, you are not being controlled by your body. You are being controlled by your supernatural body that brings your natural body in subjection. Amen. Are we together? Amen. And that is why when you are an unbeliever and you've got no representation 
It does not matter how much you love God. It doesn't matter how much we can preach. It doesn't matter how much we can sing. You will never amount to anything because there is no representation to influence you in a physical realm. And if there is a, an, an, a representation in the physical realm, I don't care. You might have been to a beer hall. But at some point in time, that divine nature shall catch up with you. And I don't know how many in the building can say, the divine nature of who I am in the, in the supernatural realm has caught up with who I am in the physical realm. And that is why I'm in church this morning. Uh, what am I simply saying? There is more to you than what meets the eye. Amen. And the greatest mystery, the greatest thing about this message for me, folks, is not the cloud. Yeah. It's, not the cloud it's not the pillar of fire that I've got on pictures. No, those are great things, but that is not the greatest thing. The greatest thing is that there was a time, at a point in time, where I knew a man in Christ. Whether he was in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. But I know such a man. And who was that man? It was me in a positive form. I've always been in a negative form. But there was a time where there was a meeting between the negative and the positive. And my life from that time, it was never the same. How many people in the building say, there was a t- the message is here to introduce you to yourself. Brother Bram said, when the sails were open, John saw the other John. When the sails were open, the bride saw the other bride. When the sails were open, Brother Mariva saw another Brother Mariva. And once you see yourself in that form, you will never go back. Oh, it reminds me of a time when a, when a child had gone to visit and this child had never seen a mirror before. And, and moved from a village into a town. And when he got there, he had never seen, she had never seen herself before. But when she moved around the house, she staggered across a, a place where there was a full mirror. And the child stood there and looked herself in the mirror and began to move the head. And the image moved to the head. He began, she began to bow and the image bowed. She moved her foot, the image moved the foot. Then she screamed at the top of her voice, Mommy, I can see myself. And I said there was a time where I did not know myself. I did not have the mirror of the way. I was just a church member. But one day, I came in contact with the message of the hour. And when I came in contact, I moved my head. The image moved the head. I bowed down. The image bowed down. What happened? It is your true self. And when you know yourself in such a manner, folks, all your troubles, all your pains are limited to this man. But when you move beyond this man, there is a greater economy that is much, much better than the economy where this man operates. I hope we are together here. Now he says, what you are here is reflected by what you are somewhere else. Do you hear me? The the message that we preach is not a a Bible, it's not just a, a Bible study. It's not just a sermon. 
is not just a theology. Every time when a message minister stands behind the pulpit and the Holy Spirit anoints such a minister, what he does, he leaves this realm. He goes into the invisible realm and begins to locate believers there. Hallelujah. And the only mode for him to get into that world, he's got to preach the unadulterated word. And as soon as he breaks into that realm, hallelujah, and finds believers not here, into that realm, and finds believers into that realm, all of a sudden, the word is being preached. And a body, a theophany, responds and says, Amen. Amen. And all of a sudden, that whoever that body represents here, you begin to see them raising their hands. But there was another body that raised their hands first. And this body is just following the suit. And I'm saying this, I'm not here to try to bless you. Hallelujah. What I'm responsible is God, allow me to take this supernatural journey and break forth into the supernatural world and preach the word today. And the, the heavenly bodies that will rally around that weight, you will see them, they will begin to follow suit here and rally around the way. If you're not saying amen there, you cannot say amen here. Uh, no, uh, hallelujah. I can just tell you, let's raise our hands. Let's clap our hands. If there, you are not clapping your hands, you will even look bald. But brother, when that body in the invisible world, when it begins to rejoice, then the people look at you, they think you have gone mad because you jump up and down. No, it's because the image moves. And when the image moves, you've got to move. I'm not, I'm not concerned about this audience. I've got no, I don't even care what does it think. But I've got a concern with an invisible audience. And I'm preaching to that invisible audience. And maybe there is a young man here who's a sinner, but there he's not a sinner. But when he hears the word of God and he moves in that realm, he will move in this realm and say, that is the truth. Because now there is an alignment. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And in that world, everything has already been provided for. Things that are unseen are made of things that are not seen. When you see it, it was somewhere else before it came and became visible. Because I see you, you must have been somewhere before I can see you with my physical eye. Do you, do you understand that? Amen. Amen. Now, Brother Branham said, what you are, your celestial body up yonder, what your celestial body is somewhere else is what you are reflecting back here. In the spirit world, what you are is what you are here. If you are vulgar-minded today, you will be vulgar-minded here. Are we together? And the greatest, if we say, a wonderful day. 
when we say it's a, the best day of your life is not your birthday. For the Samaritan woman, she had always been a believer in the supernatural realm. But she was here acting as an unbeliever, misaligned with the real self. Until one day, the weight became flesh. And the Samaritan woman, a prostitute with a, a broken background, with no one thinking highly of her, with a church having done away with her. There are some people when the church has communicates, the church can grow because the people will say, at that church they don't pay. Samaritan woman, if you were to excommunicate her from Lighthouse Tabernacle, Lighthouse Tabernacle will get respect from the community that today they don't tolerate nonsense. But that's what we, they were able to see with their naked eye. Amen. But that's not what she was in the spirit world. In the natural realm, she was a prostitute. But in the supernatural realm, she was, it was, she was never a prostitute. She was a daughter of Abraham. But, but listen, as long as what she was in the spiritual world was disconnected from what she was in the physical realm, she did not have peace. Amen. The reason she went into prostitution, folks, is because she was unhappy. And Brother Bram actually says in this message, I had much better say. He says that when a lot of times when you see a woman with makeup, full of makeup, it's because she's empty within. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And the sisters, you will understand. A woman who's full inside, she's content with herself. But a woman who is empty, she's got to do some theoretics to attract attention, yeah. look sexy, and doing that. It's, it's, it's because the problem is not the dressing. Yeah. The problem is because she's empty. Exactly right. Are we together? Amen. Now, this woman, because there was a disconnect, one day as she moved and went to the well, to her, what she saw, it was the end, the beginning and the end of it. But when the Messiah stood there, because the Messiah, when Jesus was Elohim, the Samaritan woman was an attribute. When Jesus became the Logos, the Samaritan woman became part of the Logos. Because Brother Brum says the Logos has got a wife, the Logos has got the bride. But, but they had lost each other in the physical realm. Are we together? But when you trace Elohim and you go and search in the mind of Elohim, you find the Samaritan woman. But when you come down in the physical realm, you don't find her in church. She's a prostitute. But because God has got a, a navigation system, there is a device that he put before the world was ever formed in every believer. Although she was an unbeliever, but there was a, a device right inside. And when Jesus came down, because now he was locating all the people that had that device that was put by God before the foundation of the world. And somewhat, he met Philip. And Philip said, listen, I must go and get Nathaniel. 
what was happening is because on the radar screen of heaven, there was a, there was a beep that was going on. And say, you have found Philip, but there is Nathaniel. He's under the tree. And it was beeping there. Hallelujah. And when Nathaniel came and saw him, he said, behold, an Israelite in whom there is no guy. Right there, the device that was in Nathaniel was activated and connected with the central main point, which was Christ. And say, how do you know me? He says, before the foundation of the world. And even before Philip called you under the tree, I saw you. When did he see him? Before, he said, before you were under the tree. That means the reason Philip went under the tree is because in the supernatural realm, there was a Philip that went under the tree. Philip was following Philip to Christ. You were following yourself to Christ. Your body, terrestrial body, was following your theophany to Christ. That's why Paul says, I know a man in Christ. Whether he was in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. But such a man, I know. And Brother Branham comes later, he says, I left my body. And I looked at my body that was lying on the bed like a carcass. And I looked and said, do I have to go back into this thing? There was William Brenham within William Brenham. And William Brenham left the physical William Brenham. We are here to introduce you to yourself. So that you can say, I know myself. Folks, once you know yourself in that manner, no more self-esteem issues. No more self-doubt. You've got the boldness because you know that goodness. David, you don't know who is in me. You don't know the power that is in me. And I can take it further, Brother Bram, saying some of you in the building today, if you've got the Holy Ghost, the same power that created the universe is right in you. Well, what do you tell me? You tell me that the people, the power that made Genesis to unfold, this morning there are people at Light House Tabernacle that have got such a power. Oh, I'm in the right company. I'm in the right company. Because when such people come in unity and they speak, their word materializes. And when the Samaritan woman stood there, Brother Bram says, Jesus said, give me the water. And says it's not because Jesus was thirsty. It's because Jesus wanted to contact her spirit. And when the connection, the super, hallelujah. How many were ever frustrated when you don't have the network? You switch off your phone, you switch it on, hallelujah. But when it comes and the network is full and your data is not interrupted, you become very happy. Hallelujah. The Samaritan woman, when she went down to the well, hallelujah, the supernatural network, the signal was zero. But as soon as the Messiah stood there and they began to speak, the signal began to increase. They began to increase until she connected with who she was before she became a prostitute. Until she connected with who she was before she came into the body. And she says, Sir, I perceive that thou art the prophet because my signal has gone up. 
Some of you, the signal has dropped. As I'm preaching, it's increasing. You came here with long face and say, I'm just going to church. But the more I preach, the signal increases. The signal increases. You were not saying amen, but all of a sudden you begin to look at the person next to you. You feel warm. Brother Bram, he says, it's because your spiritual body is right next to you, rubbing against your physical body. And he says, the reason you feel good is because that body is rubbing against you. Don't ever, ever allow anything to be between you and your body. Amen. Brother Brenham says in this message, question answers. He says, your glorified body is right here at the tabernacle now. The presence of the Holy Spirit, which is your glorified condition, you are glorified in Christ right now. Those who he justified, he glorified. Your own glorified body is standing near you right now in Christ Jesus to give you a strength like a charge going into a battery. The Holy Spirit in you is to charge your body to give you new strength to heal you from the sicknesses that you've got to make you well. Now it comes to where I wanted to come to before we are going to close. Genesis chapter 47. From verse 18. It says from verse 18. And there was no bread in all the land. For the famine was very sore. That the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan fainted by reason of famine. And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the corn which they bought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. The circulation of money became centralized into Pharaoh's house. And when money failed in the land of Egypt, Hallelujah. Money can fail. Money will fail. Are we together? When money failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, and all the Egyptians came unto Joseph and said, Give us bread, for why should we die in thy presence? For the money faileth. There's coming a time, folks, right there, maybe before I go to Brother Brenham's quotations, let's read in the book of Haggai, one, chapter 1, verse 6. It was one of the minor prophets in the Bible. He says, Ye have sown much and bring in little. 
You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. When money failed in Egypt, what else they could do? And the scripture says here, you put your wages that you earn into a bag full of holes. What are, what, what are we saying, folks? The devil will tamper with the economy. But the ultimate goal is not after the politicians. He is not after the unbelievers. He is after the believers. But I've got good news for you. As money failed in the land of Egypt, money will fail again in the end time. But here's something beautiful. Brother Bram says Joseph represented Christ. And when many money failed there, the people went to Joseph and said, give us the bread. And I'm saying in the end time, I don't care what Trump does. I don't care what Putin does. I don't care what the economy does. There is a Joseph in the land with the bread for the children of God. Money will fail, but Joseph will never fail. Am I talking to somebody here? What, what keeps and sustains this world is money. We are told that within the circulation there is 74 trillion U.S. dollars. That is in circulation. But we have seen dollar is beginning to fade. And my Zimbabwean friends would understand what I mean. At some point in time, money failed in Zimbabwe. And maybe you might think that you've got the best infrastructure in South Africa. The rent will fade. The euro will fade. The yen will fade. The dollar will fail. But in the midst of failure, there is a Joseph that is rising on the scene. And that one, he will never fail. What am I talking about, friends? As the world is falling apart, the same ravens that gave Elijah food, in the end time, they will return again and will give the bride the food. I, 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 I want the spirit of fear to evaporate in the building. You are not, you are not being sustained by your boss. I don't worship my boss. My boss is not my God. My God was there before my, my, my employer. And even when my employer goes, Joseph will rise and will give me bread. And you know why money failed? It fell for a reason. Because now, that's what brought them into slavery. And as money fails in the end time, the ultimate goal is to bring people into slavery. Where you will not be able to buy or sell unless you've got the mark of the beast. But I want to say to the table, as much as there is a body within a body, as much as there is a world within a world, there is an economy within an economy. Do you hear me, folks? Do you hear me, folks? This economy is affected by interest rates. That one has got no inflation. 
this one is affected by unemployment. That one has got no unemployment. Because Joseph is a prince of prosperity. And I'm saying to the people today, return back to Joseph. When you are manifest, come back to Joseph. When you are healthy, come back to Joseph. Joseph is here to give you bread. Pharaoh brought them into slavery. And there is a new Pharaoh who knows no freedom of worship. He's bringing a new world order. He says you will not eat. You will not sell. You will not be clothed. But folks, let me tell you about this God that I said. They moved from Egypt for 40 years. They had sandals. They had clothes. They were never worn out. The sandals were never worn out. Hallelujah. They wanted water. The rock gave them water. They wanted bread. Heaven opened and gave them bread. And I'm saying the same God. He's in the building today. He's in the building today. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Let money fail, but the church will never fail. And when money fails, faith becomes our currency. We call things that are not there. Hallelujah. And folks, this world that I'm giving you, don't worry if this world disqualifies you. If that one qualifies you, you don't need to worry. You don't need to worry. Are we together? Amen. And money failed. And Brother Brenham says, in the message, lead not unto their own understanding. He says, paragraph 78, we are busted in this nation. We are borrowing on tax that will be paid in 40 years from now, they tell me. We are spending now, what we are spending now will be paid 40 years from now. My little children, if Jesus tarries, the tax that he will pay, the tax that we will pay, on my grandson, the tax that he will pay, he will pay it in 40 years, what we are spending now. What does it mean? When you hear our government saying they want to invest in the nuclear uh, deal, it will cost one trillion. Politicians don't care. That one trillion will be paid for by your grandson or granddaughter. What the politicians, the money that they are eating now, will only be paid for by taxes down the line. Maybe some of them 40 years down the line. So that means, Brother Brenham declared in the 50s that America is broke. America does not have money. Hallelujah. But, and, and he goes on to say, at that time, in order for them to sustain Philip Morris, in order for them to sustain Coca-Cola, in order for them to sustain McDonald's and, and uh, 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 sustain Microsoft, they will have to borrow money. And let me tell you, the money that you have in your pocket is worthless. 
It's just a piece of paper. I don't care whether it's 200. It's just a piece of paper. The real money is becoming gold. The currency, gold value will shoot up. And your money will be, will be worthless. And you know why your money becomes worthless and gold, gold, gold's value goes up? It's because there is a woman who's got gold. Hallelujah. And that woman, because she's got gold, it says all the kings of the earth will come and worship her. And when they come to borrow money, he will say, I, want, I will give you, but you must remember, you need to worship in a certain way. You need to, to go and review all your religions. And any religion that, that, that preaches in a funny way, you need to review it and arrest those people and declare that religion to be a hate speech. Go and check in their sermons. Check their curriculum. If, if they are condemning homosexuality, you need to make a plan arrest them. But folks, let me tell you something. This pulpit is not a mouthpiece of the South African parliament. This pulpit is not governed from union building. It's governed from another headquarters that can never be located by the natural eye. And if that headquarters say homosexuality is a sin, that's what this pulpit will say. Whether Zuma likes it or doesn't like it. Folks, we, if you have never come to a point where you have found something that you are prepared to die for, yeah. then you are not fit to live. Exactly. And I am saying we have come to a point where we found something that we are prepared to die for. And that is the message of the hour. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. If they arrest us, we are going to write a new epistle. Two-thirds of the New Testament was written from prison. If I preach they arrest me, you will get a letter coming from prison to say to the saints that are in Wilbank, continue in the faith. We are not afraid of death. We are not afraid of prison. We are not afraid of any power because we have received a power above all powers. How many are joining me here? How many believe that? You are the ambassadors of heaven. Governed by the laws of heaven. And heaven will take care of you. Brother Branham said during that time. When they begin. They begin to squeeze the church. He says you will see. What you have seen temporarily. Coming on full display. On a bigger scale. And I'm saying, if the temporary scale made a man to speak squirrels into existence, I don't know. I don't know what will happen when we come to the full scale. Folks, this gospel that we believe in, they locked up Peter and the saints, and the angel came, because heaven has got a key, and he unlocked the doors of prison. And they walked out and they wondered what happened. The gospel that we believe in, if they put in the grave, you are coming out. If they put in prison, you are coming out. If manifest, the ravens, the ravens will come with your stake. And when you eat the stake, you realize it is garlic, and I was looking for a garlic steak. Prepared by the ravens. And they wait and look at you eating. 
Then they fly back and they bring another one. Do you see another economy opening before us? You remember I said to you, God even prints money. Say, Peter, they say we owe money. Go and fish. And you throw the rail into the water. A fish that I don't know where he ate the money from. He just came and got hooked. And Peter pulled it, opened the mouth, withdrew the money, paid the debt. I see these days you are piggy bank. They normally have a fish where you put on. Maybe somebody got an inspiration that the fish can be full of money. So why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? If ravens can feed you, and if the fish can bring money to you, why are you afraid? Amen. Are we together? Money failed. If money fails, have you got something that you trust that is above money? Yes. I know churches this day, some of you came here thinking, will say, God will make you rich. I'm here saying money will fail. Money will fail. It will be useless. You remember my Zim friends, how it started? Slowly, gradually, all of a sudden, a price of bread became a million. You had to take a wheelbarrow to go and buy bread full of money because money failed. But you know what happened to give Zimbabwean uh, believers a credit? When money failed, they looked at each other and they began to speak and say, but Malachi Fawcett, the right mental attitude will bring to pass any divine promise. I told of a story where a brother didn't know. He had gone out to look for meat for the family so that they can have relish in the house. But when he was coming back, he didn't find anything. I don't know where that eagle picked up that rabbit. Hallelujah. Fresh. And it moved up and just dropped the rabbit in front of the brother. And the brother picked up the rabbit and went home. The eagles, hallelujah, will feed the believers. There is another economy that is taking care of our needs. A little while the world shall see me no more. But yet, yet, there is another world that will see me until the end of this world. A world within a world. Amen. And let me tell you something. It helps you. It's in your interest that this world must collapse faster. It is in your interest for money to be worthless. In your interest. You know, when it happened in Zimbabwe, 
the bank realized that money is worthless. People that owe us, we don't need to go after them anymore. They wrote off the debt of the nation. There is no use. But yeah, I mean, I'm sharing you. Zimbabwean car people that drive their cars, they drive cars that they own. They are not owned by the bank. But for them to get there, money had to fail. But because here it has not failed, you are still you still have a yoke tied to Standard Bank, APSA. And they come and say, we will pay for 25 years. And even when they, they enter into an agreement with you, they know that, ah, 25 years, we know. There will be retrenchment. This is our property. We're going to take it back. This car is our car. We'll take it back. You know that the bank, when you pay off an asset, they get upset. They get upset. When you are about to finish, they have called you and say, hey, listen, we can even give you finance this, pro- this asset because they want to keep you in bondage. Do you see why this world has got to face? Amen. All right. Money failed. Brother Branham says, and this is what I want to call you today. You are a phoenix. Brother Branham says, a phoenix is something that comes out of nothing. He actually says in this message, unbelief does not hinder God. Paragraph 5, he says, so we are happy to be here today in this fine atmosphere of worship. I appreciate so much the attendance of these churches since we have been in the city. And throughout the Maricopa Valley, such a wonderful fellowship, I said the other day that I think the word Phoenix means something that's come up out of nothing. That might be the wrong impression, but I think that's something on that order, that this city was built out of a desert here. Few years ago, I came into the city. Some 10 or 15 years ago, the churches were kind of battling with each other. They said, well, if this group is going to do the cooperation, we are out. And now I find out that there is another phoenix has risen, such a brotherhood of fellowship among the brethren, all the churches together. I noticed that. And Brother Bram says in the message, the third exodus, he says, there's no man that can bring the bride together. He says, that's too big of a job for a man to do. But he says, watch when that persecution strikes. It will just drive us into sweet accord. And there will be a phoenix that will rise where brothers, the channels of brotherhood are going to be are going to be restored. When money has not yet failed, we have pride. We have our own means of doing this and that. But when money fails, then it opens a currency, a divine channel, 
and God begins to take care of your needs right from that channel. As this world is falling apart, there is another world that is rising. Brother Branham in the message that birth pains, he says when you see a man, when you see men, their hair going, gro- going gray, it means there is another generation that is rising to replace those men. And it says that this earth is going through the birth pains. And it says when a woman is, preg- is heavily pregnant, after she had given birth, no woman, when you go and check them with the baby, she will tell you that you how painful it was. No, 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 no. The cry of the baby takes away all the memories of pain. She may still be in pain, but she wants that child so that she can breastfeed the child. Are we together? So this world is going through birth pains. Russia is ready. America, uh, that lunatic president, Trump, is ready. <laughs> Middle East, Syria, the Syria, Syria uh, Iran is ready. North Korea, that another lunatic man, he wakes up every morning and he says, today we just want to test our missiles. You know why that man will never release a, even a nuclear bomb? It's not because he's afraid of America. The reason Putin is not dropping the bomb on America yet it's not because they negotiate bad. You can see relationships are broken. It's all, all time low. But you, yes. you, yes. right here, yes. you are the one holding the world's events together. Yes. And uh, even when that North Korean man gets angry and goes into the laboratory and says, let's just bomb it off, the Holy Spirit just comes and says, not yet. Not yet. There are still believers that are around here. Are we together? And all the calamities that will be there while we are here is not going to affect the believers. You remember when the Twin Towers collapsed, not even a single brother was affected. And there were others that were working in the Twin Towers. But that day we are told some knocked off early, some didn't go to work. I, I, I know what I'm talking about. My wife, the other time I was, I was, I was, that was the time I was working in Khrobazdala at the Coca-Cola depot. And I just woke up one morning. I said to my wife, I'm not going to work. She says, are you sick? I said, I'm not sick. I just don't feel like going to work. She says, hey, but your boss is going to be upset with you. I said, I don't care. But today, I'm not going to work. Relaxed. In the evening, Normally when I, go, when I used to go there, I would arrive mid-morning, leave towards 8, around 7 or 8 in the evening, coming back. The same day that I did not go to work, thugs came in, came in, took them, bound them, beat them, threw them into one office, locked them up, and they were looking for money. And guess who they were looking for? They say, where, where is he? Me. <laughs> but that day, the Holy Spirit said, you are not going to work. You don't have a reason, you are not going to work. When they phoned me in the evening, and they told me that, yay, you don't know, they were looking for you, this is what happened. 
I looked at my wife, I said, hey, I'm sure to work, they will think it's me. Where did I go to work? <laughs> but it's because he takes care of us. He makes you to avoid certain rules and say, today, you love this rule, but don't take this rule, take that other rule, because there is a problem there. He watches over us. He watches over a sparrow, and he watches over us. He will never lose you, my brother. Have confidence in him. Or oh, maybe you think I was lucky. You guys don't normally think people are lucky. I moved from Khrobo's dad. I went to work in Siabuso. I remember there was a time I was even with my wife. I went to, I dropped her at Pastor Matanguzi's place. I went to work because immediately after that we had to go to Limpopo. I walked in, not at Coca-Cola, another company. I walked in, did my stuff, moved out. As I moved out, went to pick up my wife, we drove. When we got somewhere close to Jennifer, a call came through. As soon as you left, there's a car that came in, bound us, kicked us. I said, goodness. Second time. Maybe you think I'm lucky. I moved from Siabuswa. I worked in Mokwazin Rastenberg. I was sitting in my office and I wanted to, I was about to phone Brother Tebele, you know, the Pastor Tebele. And he said, I must phone him after five minutes. Something just said, no, if he really wants you, he will phone you. Don't sit here and wait for him for five minutes. I packed my things, got into the car, moved out, drove to Pretoria. As soon as I reached Pretoria, a call came. Hey, Munna. And it's another company now. <laughs> a different company. They say, as soon as you moved out, you must have seen that car. As soon as you moved out, they moved in, pretended like they were customers, locked them up. Even one was driving a forklift. They pounded them. They beat them. They took the money. When Fidelity came to fetch the money, they took, they took the forklift with its uh, fork. They, they, they went into its belly and lifted that taxi and it dropped. I said to my wife, I said, goodness, it's as if I'm working with criminals <laughs> everywhere by five minutes. But I said, you know why? The God that we worship, he washes over us. There is a world within a world that washes over us. When this world poses danger, there's another world to negate the danger. And I am a candidate of the unseen world. And be a candidate of unseen world. God bless you richly. Just to get a witness. Is this true, my wife? Okay. Three times. Different companies, same setup. I survive. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Just worship God. Here we stand. We proclaim. We stand to this morning. Victory is
people heal the land. Heal your people. How many need healing?
Let's pray. Our gracious Lord, eternal Father, this afternoon, this morning, O Lord Father God, we just want to bow down before thy throne of grace. Yes. Heavenly Father, you're such a great God. You're such a great King, Heavenly Father. For there is no name that is given unto us in earth and in heaven that is besides the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, this morning we are such privileged people to hear you speak in such a way, Heavenly Father, from that other economy, Heavenly Father. We thank you this morning, Holy Lord Father God, to get that introduction of who really we are. Heavenly Father, that is what we need in this time to really know who we are. Yes. Many have preached the word. There are so many false prophets, Heavenly Father, yes. that have come on the scene, Lord Father God, with their cunningness to try to deceive the bride. But we thank you for this anointing of Malachi 4 that has come forth, Heavenly Father, to speak thank itself. You, so, Lord Father God, we are such privileged people. Heavenly Father, this morning we pray. We have not done right, Heavenly Father. We have not done our best, Heavenly Father. But we are praying this morning, Heavenly Father, that you may forgive us for all our shortcomings Thank and iniquities, Heavenly so Father. We pray this morning that all our weaknesses, Heavenly Father, that it may just be a stepping stone to get to know you better, Heavenly Father. We thank you for your servant this morning. We thank you for the musicians. We thank you for this day, Heavenly Father. It will be a day that we will remember in our calendars. Hallelujah. For we shall never rem- forget that on such a day, on a Sunday, you spoke to us, Heavenly Father. Holy oh, Father, God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the messenger, Heavenly Father. We pray that the same spirit that was upon William Brandon may come forth to, to this morning unto us, Heavenly Father, that it may change us, Heavenly Father, that it may quicken us, Heavenly Father, to be that which you saw in us before the foundation of the world. Holy oh, Father, God, this morning, we are such privileged people. We thank you, Lord Father God, for such a nice message. We thank you for such a pure atmosphere. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for our souls. We thank you for our children. We thank you for our marriages, Heavenly Father. We thank you for the word. We thank you for every brother and sister, Heavenly Father, that was able to come forward in this morning. Even those who are not able, Heavenly Father, wherever they are, Holy Father God, may you just remember them. Those that are sick this morning, we are Heavenly Father, Brother Brandon has taught us that we can enforce the claims of God for you have a law, and in your law, you made Satan claim to the church. And this morning, we force these claims upon Satan, and we say, Satan, give it back. For Heavenly Father, it's our privilege, it's our right. Holy Father, God, we thank you for what you have done. We thank you for every healing, for it's already taking place in this hour. We thank you for every, for every uh, victory, every Lord, Father God. For you know that Heavenly Father, you are taking us up. And Heavenly Father, we can never be the same again. Holy yes. Father, God, when we walk out of these premises, may our hearts burn within us, Heavenly Father. May we be like those who said, didn't our hearts burn within us Hallelujah. as we walked with him along the road. Yes. Heavenly Father, help us, be with us. For we know that Heavenly Father, coming to church and leaving the church, Heavenly Father, is something different. Yes. For when we leave, we have got to live the life. When we leave, that's when the challenge will come. But we thank you already for your overcome for us. We thank you for that supernatural power from the other world, Heavenly Father. That's moving, that's saying amen. May we be that, Holy Father God, that you want us to be. Bless the Prasa Madiba, bless his family. Bless all the deacons, bless all the musicians. We thank you for this time. We thank you for everything that you've done for us. Heavenly Father, we say that the devil is defeated. And Heavenly Father, we thank you for the victory 
that you gave us before the foundation of the world. We thank you for everything, for you laid the foundations and the sons of God shouted for joy. We know that we were there. Heavenly Father, be with us. Take care of us. Nourish our souls, Heavenly Father. We want to be that which you want us to be. We want to be better Christians, Heavenly Father. And we just want to pray that you may forgive us. Oh Lord, Father God, when you look at ourselves, we can see that, Heavenly Father, we have went wrong many times. But we thank you, Lord, Father God, for not giving up on us, Heavenly Father. May we be with us. Bless every believer. Bless everything. Bless this church, Heavenly Father. And we know that, Lord, Father God, soon we will meet you. We just want to pray and thank you for everything. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.
the message of the hour broke his backbone in the end time. Hallelujah. We are not here to defeat him. We are here to enforce his defeat. Amen. Every child of God has got the right to rise up and say, David, I have power over you. Remember, he was an angel. Now he's a fallen one. Even when he was in his original state, you, you were above him. He aspired to come to the level of the stars. And Brother Branham says you are a star in heaven. God refused that the devil must be above you in heaven and he's not going to allow it here. That's why we say he's defeated. Amen. Amen. I don't know. After we are done, have a blessed week. Amen. Have a victorious week. Amen. Practice neology. How many neologists are in the building? Amen. Our battle, we, we need to throw neology. Amen. God bless you. Jehovah Ritzepile Ritzepile